life in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather, and my guest today is Fotis from Greece. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with how long you've been in Sweden. I've been around six years now. On February, I think. Yeah, on February. Ah, another one who comes in the winter. Why? Yes. <laughs> I had the, I had, the transition was very slow because before we moved here officially, we came for about two summers as a, for a holiday. And on summer, it's everything is great. It was so beautiful <laughs> here, and the weather was perfect, and everything was great. It was like a fairy tale. So why did you move to Sweden? This is the, the, the question. <laughs> well, because of the, um, the financial crisis in, in Greece. Yes, right. So I, was, I had quit my job at the time. I was working in the computer uh, IT department in general. And uh, it was okay, it was nice, but I couldn't find anything else. <laughs> I moved with my wife um, almost immediately on the northern part of Greece, where the, the whole situation was very difficult for the job-wise. And the financial crisis hit and it was awful. And after about one or two years, we decided to move here because her mother was here. She had a, a company with a, a partner mm -hmm. of hers and um, we figured out why not come here. We were here for a few summers and it was great. <laughs> so we said, all right, here in Greece we won't do anything more than what we do now. We won't find any job that, was pay, that will pay well and it will be difficult. We didn't have a house at this point and we said that okay maybe it will be better to to move to Sweden and see what we're gonna do there we had a job we had a house here which is very big deal yes. to have a house here <laughs> because we lived with her mother and it was it was nice it was nice and it still is actually <laughs> And you live uh, a bit north of Stockholm, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. At first I was living, uh, we were living in uh, Rinkeby. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that very Swedish part of the of uh, Stockholm, but uh, now we moved to a better place and uh, it's uh, awesome. So um, you were originally from Athens, but have moved to some other cities while you lived in Greece? My parents were from, uh, are from another city near Athens. It's called uh, Thiva. It's not exactly near Thiva, but it's a small village near, near Thiva. Mm -hmm. And we have traveled almost uh, whole of Greece over the years. And we lived in various cities over the years for like two or three years uh -huh. in each city. And we ended up in Athens for the last like 10 years. So I'm saying it's, I'm from Athens because it's, it's easier to, <laughs> to explain to people. And they know that one, so. Yeah, it's, it's the most uh, famous, yeah. Well, I really wanted to talk to you because I just went on vacation to right, Athens. Right, right, yeah. It was my first time in Greece. And How was it? I loved it. I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't uh, cold. You went on it, Christmas. It was cold. It was the one week it was cold yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we chose the trip. Number one, because so much history. And then number two, we thought we just went somewhere where we could see the sun. Mm. And the week before we left, it was maybe 17. And then the week we got there, it dropped down to freezing. Oh, no. The day after we left, it snowed. <laughs> At least we I missed see. the snow, but we still had to wear our jackets and scarves. You don't need any more snow. You have you have here enough. I know. It's like, come on. And and then I think the weather went right back up to decent. For, for a few weeks, I think, yes. But then they, it uh, dropped down to, to zero and minus zero, probably. Wow. It had, yeah, and a I, lot of snow. I get the I idea. Like Maybe that's a bit unusual. But people were very excited. See, Every TV station was talking about that there was snow right, in right. northern Greece before it hit uh, Athens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
It happens almost every two or three years to snow that much in Athens. Okay. Oh. It, it's a big deal for the children because for the, the rest of the people that have to go to work and to drive and to do sorts and uh, etc. Yeah. And when your cars, when you don't have snow tires. Yes, and this do, is another problem. Do things just shut down? I, that's what happens in southern Nearly. Texas when it snows that everything shuts down because right. nobody can drive in it. It's the same thing. The buses, the okay. metro, everything, the cars. Yeah, it's it's awful. But I I loved it. It was such a. It's a huge city. I, you mm-hmm. don't really grasp that until you start coming in and you realize just how large everything is and how many people are there. Yeah. And what I couldn't get over is you just walk a block or two and it's always something ancient. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, yeah. so many amazing Especially ruins. in the center of the of Athens, yeah. Yes, yeah, well, we stayed near the center, of course, because mm-hmm. we're tourists. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. But uh, you walk down the sidewalk there and there'll be a section of sidewalk here and there that'll have some glass and you walk up and look right. under and it's like, oh, well, there's an old Roman road right, or there's right, some right. pottery. Or <laughs> it's just... It's, it's great. I couldn't wrap my head around how old everything is. Mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. difficult to remind yourself of where you're walking, of how long things have been there. Right. I don't know how that is living there. I guess you just get used to it. You just get used to it, yeah. Because yeah, whenever you, wherever you go, you just see all the ancient things, ancient things, and ancient. It's like yeah, okay, it was here. It will be here for the rest of my life. It's no problem. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. Just, for example, I was I was like ten years in Athens, and I haven't been yet to, to Parthenon. This is crazy. That is wrong. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Come on. Next summer, probably, I will, I will, I will go there. But don't I do hope. it in the summer, because everybody said we were so smart right. to come in the winter, because yeah. it's horrible in the summer, it's too hot, and there's too many tourists. Right, too many tourists. So, so I, I think winter was the right time. Everybody was so friendly there. That also got me. But I do have a theory that warmer countries are usually a lot friendlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I think so. Italy and uh, Spain also, it's the same That's kind right. of thing. And then the food. The food was excellent. <laughs> and Tell me about the food. Yeah, How did you like yeah. it? <laughs> oh, we loved it. And my boys especially. Uh, my youngest son went crazy for the Greek meatballs. And then my other son, he liked the uh, gyros, the pork mm-hmm. gyros. Yes, Am yes, I saying yes. that right? Yeah. Okay. Gyros in Greek, yeah. Gyros. Gyros. Okay. And then what did I... I love eggplant, so I was just in heaven because there's so many dishes with eggplant. And yeah. no one else in my family really likes eggplant, so it's my chance to order that everywhere I went. I didn't like them also, but uh, the huh. last, like, five years or so, yeah, I get used to them. Absolutely. Well, what did you think when you moved to Sweden with the difference in food? That was a big problem because they, they don't have that much variety for, for the things that you can buy on any supermarket and to to make mm-hmm. some proper food. You just have lax, salmon, yes. all the time. <laughs> Fish we and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we don't eat it that much in Greece, I think. And here I'm sick of it. I <laughs> every every other day, probably. It's, it's maddening. And they don't have here the same taste. The, the tomatoes, let's say, or the potatoes, or things that we have in Greece, they're completely yeah. different. But then again, sometimes you get some, let's say, tomatoes from Spain or from uh, potatoes from Greece or something that's more mm-hmm. likely to be Greekish in taste or something. And it's, you say, hmm, that sounds Greek. <laughs> that tastes like Greek. difficulties moving to Sweden or did it go pretty smoothly? I have no idea <laughs> actually <laughs> because I'm not that much of extrovert so I stay in uh, I don't have that much uh, Swedish friends or uh, acquaintances to practice my Swedish or to have to see how they are exactly 
Uh, I, yeah, I have to get along with Greeks all the time and to some other immigrants from Arabic countries probably most, most of the times. Uh-huh. And I know better their culture than the Swedish <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I had difficult with the Swedish for, because the SFE, the first time that I went, it was awful. Everybody, I think, has a, has a problem with SFE, SFI, let's say. It depends on your teacher and your classmates. It depends on the teacher, because the mm-hmm. first time we went, the teacher probably was okay, but the rest of the students was um, so-and-so. And then uh, we said that, okay, let's cancel it now, and we can start again, let's say, in a month or so. Then I started again in a month. It was better the teacher and the students but I couldn't, I couldn't focus because it was late at night I had to work the whole day and oh. it was I was sleeping I couldn't focus to the, to the yeah. classes and then I say okay scrap that again and we're gonna see later <laughs> this time around a year ago we started again and it was perfect so it's like I'm speaking Swedish the last year only that's good though I mean you've been here it's for okay. six years so that's mm-hmm. in my book that's pretty average <laughs> It was five years for me, so... I did the same thing. I I think it was the fifth time I took a Swedish class, uh, and I took SFE. Mm. That was the time that worked for me. I tried all of the programs. Uh, I tried the ones that you pay for, mm. and finally ended up at SFE. And it was just the perfect mixture of the right teacher and the right students. And it was a good crowd of students and our teacher decided that we needed to learn more about uh, Stockholm culture mm. so he started doing once a week or once every two weeks we would meet in town and he would introduce us to different areas of Stockholm oh, that's great. and show us like this is Södermalm and here's where this used to be that is and great. so it was good the whole class didn't come but about half in this yeah, good it was group. a private tour let's say it was really nice and, and everybody had a good sense of humor and we all got along really well so it, it was easier to learn in that environment because I think a lot of people don't understand how much concentration it takes to speak in another language which you're doing with me right now and <laughs> I really appreciate that but it wears you out it exhausts you so yes, a lot, a lot. I can see if you have night classes and you've been working all day yeah you're maybe good for the first 20 minutes and then <laughs> off completely yeah but I had, I had a good practice, I think, because I, I was trying to, to learn Swedish on my own. But I was practicing with uh, Netflix, let's say, with uh, Swedish subtitles. So I was trying to uh, translate uh, tweets and Facebook things and uh, texts like that online, or the sites that I had to visit to do something like how to work it or Migrahun's work it or whatever. Yeah. I had to translate everything. So I picked up some words from there. And then when I came time to start SFE, I was already... Okay, I, I knew some, some Swedes and I was passing their classes one after another. Yeah. It was, was nice. It was great. <laughs> but I think that's such a good way is by... I did the same thing with putting Swedish subtitles on. And even if it was in Swedish, I would... I'm, of course, yes. in, in English, I have the Swedish subtitles. But if it was in Swedish, I'd have the Swedish subtitles. Swedish. And I think I learned how to spell very well. Right, Because right. I kept seeing the words all the time. I, I think you have the listening way. and the, the reading at the yeah, same time. Yeah, at it's, the same time. And I try to tell a lot of people um, who kids are learning another language I say put on the subtitles whatever language it is it really it sinks in there after a while it's great it's great (laughs) the other thing that I'm trying to do is to uh, memorize uh, lyrics from songs from Swedish songs oh what a good idea you you don't get the the pronunciation perfect every time because no they have to sing it there's not uh, it's not talking (laughs) but it's close it's it's nice to to hear something and to memorize it and just sing it along 
the next time. It's, it's fun. That's a good idea because I think maybe it's easier to learn musically. Yes. Um, but I, th they I think it's very easier, a, very easier. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you can be like my husband who's very funny and from childhood was listening to songs that were in English and mm. still gets a lot of the lyrics wrong. So it makes, <laughs> me makes too, it me pretty too. amusing. Oh, I, I've been asking lately if people have a favorite Swedish phrase or word. Not necessarily a favorite, but something that you might think is totally weird or messed up or that mm -hmm. you just don't understand. It, um, it is a word that I've uh, heard that, they, that it exists. It's like when two men had the same girlfriend in the past or something like that. Funny, there's a word for that? There is a word for that. It's like it's like the word sambo that you, you are not married with someone right. but you live together. Yeah, it's like that, but right, I so cannot remember. Is this, is this the one? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, <laughs> but it says it's Buxvogel. Uh, um, so mm. it's like two men who have each dated the woman at some point, so and they're like, oh, hey, man, you dated her too? <laughs> yeah, I did. And the way it's described is, it's like a type of brother kind of thing. Yes, it's, it's like you're related somehow. <laughs> yeah, but that's a totally new one to me. So these Swedish like dating words or relationship words. Mm -hmm. So I know sambo is when you live with somebody. You have yeah. a live-in girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So apparently there's one called mambo, like the dance, but that's a word for someone who lives at home with their mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, another one I, I like that I think is kind of nice is uh, bonus barn. If you marry someone who already has already children, I guess. In, in the States, we call them stepchildren. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then here they call them like bonus children. And I <laughs> like, think it's congrats, so nice. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a nice way to put it. It's, you, you it's get very the, positive. You get the kid for free. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Didn't have to do anything. <laughs> right. <Got the> kid. <laughs> yeah, these relationship words are very strange, I think. Mm. And of course, the classic is that the word for married is the same as the word for poison. For poison. <laughs> they know something. Yeah. It's a little warning there. Watch <laughs> I out. I think so. <laughs> do you have any tips or things that you think are interesting to see or do in Sweden or Stockholm? There are a few things. that uh, One thing that I saw almost every every year, I think, there are some uh, hotter balloons around uh, spring yes. or probably not summer, but uh, yeah, summer, spring. Yeah. Summer, probably. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the, the date. It's this sounds fun, but I haven't tried haven't it yet. Done it. I'm too scared. No way. But I have, have you checked the prices? I found I found a company that does it, and it's like two two hundred and uh, no two thousand five hundred uh, per person. It's Ooh. quite pricey. See, there's an. I'll just tell everybody. Oh no, it's too expensive. Rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. I'm terrified because it's too this high. is a bit excuse. <laughs> probably. They have where we live. There's a big field, and sometimes some of the mm -hmm. hot hot air balloon companies they launch the balloons from the field Great, yeah. and it's a lot of fun to watch them it is, take it is. it's off. beautiful it's beautiful but i warn everybody uh when it comes to like a big decade birthday because people get you big gifts and i mm -hmm. think that's a popular gift is to give people a hot air right. balloon ride and i said no i'm not going to use it <laughs> i'm going to give it away don't buy it i won't do it <laughs> But if you're not scared of heights, I think it would be amazing. And you have the money. Yeah, and the money thing. But if it's a present... But if it's a present, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice tip, but eh, not for nah. me. <laughs> There's another thing. There is a museum of comics near... Uh, not near, in Bolsta. 
uh, northern uh, I've heard Minnesota. of this and I haven't been. Me too, me too. <laughs> you haven't been? I haven't been. It's like probably 10 minutes from my house. It's oh, ridiculous. Oh, sad. It costs though, or is it free? Probably it's free, I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Do you know but it actual... won't be that expensive, probably. It's in Bolstad. In what's Bolsta. the name? Is it just... Uh, I think it's Oberg's Museum. Yeah, they have a lot of original um, comics from uh, Carl Banks, I think is the name. Uh-huh. From Disney, etc. From the guy that made uh, Tarzan and uh, things like wow. that. Wow, nice. You do some comics or drawing as well? I am trying, but I'm not that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> not as, as Irma. Is it, is it more of a hobby? It is a hobby. Um, it is a hobby. I have... Um, actually, I have some stickers on the App Store the, for, for iPhone, for the Messenger. They are good, yeah. They are, they are fun. What, what, how do you find the Messenger stickers, yours? What are they called? White faces. White faces. Yeah, okay. because they are faces, uh, expenses like emoticons, like uh, that is white because I don't want to <laughs> put any color in it. <laughs> this yeah, is, yeah, this is the simplest, your... the simplest form of uh, designing something and to, to draw something. Also in the same brand, let's say, of white faces, I have some uh, tote bags and some pillows and some uh, cases for uh, iPhones and things like that. So white faces, where, where do you... It's whiteface.es. This okay. is um, the, the domain, let's say. Spain? <laughs> it's Spanish, but it's uh, just wanted the wordplay for faces and to use the part of the ah. faces thing to be the, the extension. So I've, I've got to get the stickers. Mm. I've seen your work and it's, uh, it's really fun. <laughs> thank so, you very much. Thank in you. fact, before we met, I was telling you that I had no idea what you were going to look like because you <laughs> always represent yourself with one of your cartoon Figures, faces. Yeah. So I thought, well, unless it's a cartoon character, I'm never going to find you. <laughs> and I don't have a blue shirt now. I know. <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming out here and doing this podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I was so excited to have somebody from Greece after <laughs> after traveling there. And I wish I would have thought of more questions. Of, I'm, I'm sure I had a million when I was there. Oh, next time, why, next time. Why this way? Why? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank goodbye. you. It was really fun. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>